I mean, is the yeah, lesson she absolutely. needs to learn here. And she mutters, I know. And he says, well, here's something you don't know. I once open mouth kissed a horse. <laughs> What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series, reading A Clash of Kings. I'm Nate, doing my intro, as was just discussed, and joining me is my co-host, Zach. You're a piece of shit. I'm a wonderful piece of shit. You're a piece of shit, who forgot that it was his intro and just sat here in silence for like ten fucking minutes. Put that as a cold open, <laughs> jackass. Anyway, we read Game of Thrones here and we talk about it. You we know that. We read A Song of Ice and Fire. Oh, sorry. And currently Clash of Kings. You're right. Shame. Shame. Ding, ding. But that's a ways away. Yeah. We are full spoiler. If you've joined us before, you know that. If you have not, you should probably leave now because spoilers are Fuck coming. Out of here, Barry. Okay. <laughs> you good? <laughs> yeah. You don't have to throw your other notebook away just because it's not relevant currently. It's not relevant currently, so I do have to throw it away. So last episode, we read the prologue to Ca- Clash of Kings. Cash of Kings. Cash money, of money, 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 money. <laughs> We read the prologue, yeah. We met Maester Crasson. And Stannis, the man is Baratheon. Yeah, we got the dreary, dreary picture of Dragonstone and Melisandre. Melisandre. And Stannis' frustration over everything Shireen to do with his brothers. crazy, creepy patch face. Creepy, creepy patch face. And, yeah, and then Crescent tried to poison the Red Woman. That didn't go so well for him, and he died. Bye. That was the prologue. Sweet. So now we actually <clears throat> excuse me. get into our the Clash of Kings proper. Yeah, our first point of view chapter, which is another Stark child, which is a pattern continuing from book one, because Bran was our first point of view. Now we get Arya. And so skipping Rickon, because he doesn't have one, we're going kind of youngest to oldest, I believe. So far, yeah. And so, yeah, Arya thinking Well, thinks, no, isn't Arya younger than Bran? Is she? I think yeah, she is. I think, I think so. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. We were kind of right on everything else though. Who so Arya fifty right. That's what I just, shoot for. Yeah, no shit. Arya had just kind of not witnessed and witnessed her father's beheading. Yeah. And she was pulled aside into a dark, creepy alley by Yorin. Who came at her with a knife. Yeah. And that, that, and that was that. And we if were you're full not full spoiler, spoiler, then you would think that he was gonna cut her. Cut a bitch. But he didn't. He cut her hair. And made her look more like a boy so he could smuggle her out of the city. And that's where we pick up with Arya. And she's thinking that back in Winterfell, Horseface, Arya Horseface, as she was called, was bad enough. But that was before the orphan boy named her Lumpy Head. Lumpy Head. Which, uh, yeah, that's a pretty shitty nickname. Yeah, it's pretty shitty. Even though she does have a Lumpy Head now, and that's where we do get the, you know, from her point of view, that even she thought she was about to die. I just thought of the, the Grinch movie with Jim Carrey. Yeah. Where when he's little and he tries to shave and, oh, and he, the kids he, are look at that hack job. <laughs> that's what I just picture for Arya's hair. Like that's what the kids are saying. But yeah, lumpy head because her hair is just now tufts right. and stubble. And so giving her this name was a one Lamy Green Hands. Ugh. I have a newfound respect for the name Lamy. Because it's a wonderful, wonderful new character in our D D game. Ugh. And he loves it. I hate it. You love it. He Yeah, he named his pet owl Lamy. And it's a great Lamy. And I have yet to have an NPC ask what the fuck's a Lamy, but it'll happen it'll soon. It'll happen soon. But anyway, yeah, Lamy Greenhands is the one who dubbed her Lumpy Head. And, and he's a terrible little orphan Yeah, boy. he's a little shit. 
after Yorin had cut off her hair, he had told her that she was to be Airy the Orphan Boy and that they had a long way to go in bad company as he had just gotten his pick of the dungeons. And so half this lot would be willing to trade you to the queen quick as spit, and the other half would do the same except they'd rape you first. So, you know. So I had a question in my sidebar written down here. Is Yorin breaking his vows by helping Arya? By taking no part? Right. Like, is he in some way taking part in the... Because, I mean, she would be a hostage at war, but... Technically speaking, he's just returning her home. Yeah. And so I, it's hard to, like, I wasn't sure. It no, was... I think at this point it's just the moral of fucking Yorn. Like, you know, either he can help because he's in a position to help. And so he really, I mean, honestly, he's not taking any sides. He just saw a little girl who saw her father get beheaded. So he's going to get her home. Like, that's really all he's doing. I mean, if he's, you know, trying to squeak his way and lawyer his way out of it, like, as a brother of the Night's Watch. Like, maybe he didn't know who she was. Maybe, right, like, it was you just know? already like, the orphan. Yeah, boy. he just saw, like, this child traumatized. So, yeah, I don't think he's doing, breaking his vows. I mean, any worse than people in Molestown yeah, and yeah, shit yeah, like exactly. that, as John discussed. But, yeah, so he, uh... We Yorin... learned that leaving King's Landing was easy. Oh, okay, yeah, that. Were you... Yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing, but just with the orange. Because Yorin said it was going to be easy. He said it, damn it. It's and still real to me, damn it. It was easy. And it was easy. Very easy. Yorin uh, called a guard by name and chit-chatted a little bit, and they were waved right through. So, yeah. Yeah, and they she, were... as they're passing, because she's looking at the, she was watching the river, and she wished that the rush would rise up and wash the whole city away. Do you think that's uh, foreshadowing any? Yep. I do. Aria stuff there? Because it's one of my personal theories that Arya's going to destroy King's Landing and be the one to set fire to the wildfire under the city. I don't know why I keep adding on inflections yeah, to my voice. Yeah, Jesus but, Christ, man. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, I think this is for... I think this is showing, as I discussed in her last chapter, the hatred that she now has toward this city, toward everybody in it. Not just the city... But she wants Flea Bottom, the Red Keep, the Great Sept, everything and everyone, especially Prince Joffrey and his mother. But she does remember that Sansa's there. Yes. And I think that's an interesting point of clarity where she, she the city is nothing to her, but there is one person in there one she, person. she likes so, and cares for, so she doesn't really you know hope it will happen. Plus, she knows it won't, just in practicality. Yeah. But... Yeah, no, I definitely think it's meant to hammer home that she fucking hates this place. This place represents the death of her father for her now. And, yeah, I loved it. I loved it because she's going to blow it up. Yeah. So then she goes on to say that Yorin was wrong about pissing being the hardest part. Because the hardest part was dealing with these motherfuckers, Lamy and Hot Pie. Fucking Hot Pie. Hot Pie. Yeah, orphan boys. And we learned that, yeah, Yorin took a whole bunch of motherfuckers from the King's Landing, and he also took men from the dungeons, thievers, poachers, rapers, and the like. But the worst were the three found in the black cells, and he had kept them chained and fettered in the back of the wagon. One had no, no nose, only a hole. The fat, gross, bald one had pointed teeth and weeping sores on his cheeks and eyes like nothing human. That's it. We get no mention of the third None. individual in the cot. Yeah. Why is that? 
Who knows? That's weird. To build tension. Um. So, we know that the fat, gross, bald one with pointed teeth is Spider. Leaving sores, and he becomes quite important here because he's a douchebag that goes roaming around. Eventually, full spoiler, takes a chunk out of Brian's cheek. Yeah, man, that's a hardcore moment. Nah. That's a hardcore Dude, it's brutal. fucking yeah. scene. And yeah, we met, met that psycho here. Um, the uh, the one with no nose and only a hole is that Rorge? Rorge. Rorge yeah. or Rourke? Whatever Rorge. the hell his name is. I'm going to call him Rorge. I, I think so, but that I'm a little iffy on. And then, yeah, just the fact that there's absolutely no mention of the third man in the wagon, who we know to be Shakanaga. Shakanaga. So, yeah, that's just, it's super interesting. And yeah, so they had taken five other wagons, I think it was saying, yeah. uh, from King's Landing, loaded with supplies for the, the trip. And there were also two horses and a bunch of donkeys. I don't know. I don't like donkeys much. Ass. Yeah, you are. But Arya doesn't like riding the donkey. She prefers a horse, but she's dealing with it because that's what people do is they deal. Deal. The men paid her no mind, but the boys did as she appeared to be the weakest and the youngest and the smallest of all of them. And so one morning, Lamy had come up asking after her sword. And saying that she must have stole it because she looks filthy and gross and shabby, and she tells them that it's Castleford steel, and to shut their mouths and yeah, because they, they were commenting about how it's probably not real fucking steel anyway. Yeah, and, and so they start laughing and everything, and and Hot Pie they're firing each other up as boys tend to do, and Hot Pie decides he wants to steal it from. Airy, as Airy probably stole yeah. it from someone else. And Lamy told him to try. And so he rides up and starts talking to her a little bit. And then, because uh, he tries to get her to, tells her to give it to him. Yeah, give and... me that sword. You don't know how to use it. She says, yes, I do. Well, it says, yes, I do, Arya could have said. I killed a boy, a fat boy like you. Stabbed him in the belly and he died. And I'll kill you too if you don't leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. Get him. Get it. <laughs> but she didn't dare say it because Yorin didn't know about the stable boy and she was afraid of what he would do yeah. should he find out. So and Lami uh, starts talking crap again, saying that she's going to cry. You're going to cry? Oh, you're going to cry? You're going to cry? And she says, and this is a, nah, this is a dark fucking moment nah. for this girl. She cried the night before dreaming of her father, but woke up thinking she could never cry again. Yeah, she's done. Like... Dang, tears done done it. And so a voice from the back says, leave her be, leave him be. He doesn't know he's all right. Whoops. And uh, it's the the boy with the shaggy black hair who rode behind him. Lamy had named him the bull on account of the horned helm. He polished all the time but never wore. And Lamy didn't dare mock the bull. Gendry! Yeah, it's, uh, I, was, I didn't realize that we get like a whole chapter without even knowing his fucking name. Yeah, yeah, he's just and a bull. And so, you know... Going through, if it's not a reread, your first time, you might not realize that this is the guy that Ned talked to, you know, in the in the forge yeah. there. And, and we that... get a little bit more hints about that a little later yeah, on yeah, when Yorin's yeah. talking to Arya. But, yeah, no, it's it's a it's a nice little slip in there that he's just kind of this, this almost silent, yeah. shadowy defender for Arya here. And then later on we learn that, yeah, no, he's basically almost like, I don't know, he's got a connection with your father. Like, your father yeah, yeah, really, yeah. like, seemed to take to him, and he seems like a good Well, yeah, because he even send, told them to send him his yeah, way yeah. and all that. But, yeah, so Lamy then tells Arya she better give him the sword because Hot, Hot Pie kicked a boy to death. And Hot Pie goes in 
for like what I imagine is like five minutes about how he just kicked this guy in the balls. Dude, I love it. I knocked him down and I kicked <laughs> him in the balls and I kept kicking him until he died. I kicked him all to pieces. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, this kid, man. So Arya slides her practice sword from her belt and offers it to Hot Pie, not really wanting to deal or fight. And so he rides over and reaches for Needle's hilt. And it says, Arya made the wooden sword whistle as she laid it across his donkey's hindquarters. The animal bucked, throwing Hot Pie (laughs) off, and Arya vaulted from her own donkey and poked him in the gut as he tried to rise. She whacked him across the face. His nose made a crack like a branch breaking. Ow, I kicked the table twice. That's it. I think that's the first time for No, I think I kicked it. Did I not kick it in the prologue? I don't prologue? think you announced Damn. it in the prologue, so it's your first time. Shit. Well, first time. Yeah, season two. What up, bitch? Yeah, so Arya just fucking broke Hot Pie's nose. Hell yeah, yo. Yeah. She was just... I love that she whaps the donkey on the ass to buck him off. Mm. And then just drops all fucking badass down. And then... Yeah, pins him back down in the gut and then just comes across, yeah. And then turns on Lamy <laughs> immediately, asking if he wants some... You want some sword, too? <laughs> he didn't. He did not want some. And Gendry yells out, because uh, Hot Pie's up on his feet, Yeah, throwing a fucking rocket at her. And she ducked. It goes flying past. And then she flew at him. He raised a hand, and she hit it. And then she hit his cheek, and then his knee. And he grabbed for her, and she danced aside <laughs> and bounced the wood off the back of his head. He fell down, got up, stumbled after her, and his face was smeared with blood and dirt. And Arya slid into a water dancer's stance and waited. And when he came close, she lunged right between his legs. If her wooden sword had a point, it would have come out between his butt cheeks. (laughs) Yo, she drilled him in the dick. She wrecked this fucking kid, man. She kicked the shit out of him. I love that she slid into a water dancer's stance. Like, just Yorin's teachings, man. She comes. How about Cereal Pharrell's? Damn it! Wow! Damn it! I, I was looking. I was reading the next line, which is oh, by yeah. the time Yorin pulled it off. I was gonna say off, maybe next time we won't take such a long break in between no, seasons. No, yeah, Serio Pharrell's lessons come right back to her, and yeah, by the time Yorin pulled her off of him, Hot Pie was sprawled on the ground, his breeches brown and smelly, crying as Arya whacked him over and over. She's covered in shit and blood. She Fuck fucked you. him up. Fuck you, Hot Pie. And Fuck so you. Yorin yells out enough and says, "You want to kill the boy?" And he prized the sticks from her fingers, and he spun on the other boys and said, Any more of this? I'll tie the lot of you behind the wagon and drag you to the wall. And that goes twice for you, Ari. And he tells Arya to come with him now. And so Arya notes, similar to, like, John, yeah, that yeah. they're all looking at Everyone's her. Everyone's watching her, including the one with the teeth, the pointed teeth. The three in the wagon, she says. Yeah, yeah but she ignores he them He hissed all. at her, though. Yes. Uh, and he dragged her well off the road, way out into the woods. Creepy. Yeah, a little bit. Muttering all the time. Once again, like it's it's the same type of feeling like when he grabbed her and pulled her into the alley. Yeah, like, yeah. He's just making sure they're far enough away where he tells her to drop her pants and clutch a tree. Yeah. And again, like that sounds absolutely terrible, yeah, no, but yeah. he gets a stick and just fucking wails her. And he but tells her, he yeah. tells her, you scream now, you scream loud, because he wants to make a show of it that he's disciplining her just as he would discipline any orphan boy being fully aware that this is the Lord's daughter he's doing this to, which is why she only gets three right. instead of probably like Ten six or, or eight. Five yeah. Or whatever number. And but. so, yeah, Arya thinks that she won't scream, 
but when Yorin put the wood to the back of her legs and her bare thighs, the shriek burst from her unbidden. Three strikes she got, but she was determined not to cry. I am Stark of, uh, Stark of Winterfell. Our sigil is the direwolf. Direwolves don't cry. Direwolves don't cry. They just howl. They howl. Oh. Yeah. They can moan out in pain. They're puppies. Well, like, yeah. But... And she starts to feel a slight trickle of blood. Her legs are ablaze with pain. And he says, the next time you take the stick to one of your brothers, you'll get twice what you give. Now cover yourself. Yeah. And I think is it there that she thinks that they're not my brothers? Uh, Which is just as sullen as fucking John. And I was going to say, didn't he say the exact mm-hmm. same thing? that? And so, I once again, you know, these two always draw those similarities. Well, that's, like, this is it. Like, this is as close as Arya would ever get to joining the wall. Yeah, So, like, yeah, the true. fact that she's kind of mirroring her first mm-hmm. thoughts and feelings with her new brothers, if she was going all the way to the right, wall, right. is similar to John, where John looked at him and was like, this is what we serve with like these guys are fucking rapers and shitty people and that's what Arya is doing now being like this is what's on the wall is these fucking this exactly. lot yeah so she uh he asks her if she's hurting and she says yeah a little bit but then she tells herself Cal- oh yeah yeah it's calm still water yeah, man she the way Sirio taught her is yeah what she said. and yeah she calms herself with that like she is hurt it's like and for her someone this her her age she should be shrieking yeah. and, and, and she just up. replies with some some and he says, the pie boy's hurting worse. It wasn't him that killed your father, girl, nor that Lamy neither. Hitting them won't bring him back. Which, I mean, is the yeah, lesson she absolutely. needs to learn here. And she mutters, I know. And he says, well, here's something you don't know. I once open mouth kissed a horse. <laughs> Austin Powers line, sorry. It wasn't supposed to happen like that. Yeah. And we get the the first kind of insight onto that. If we did, if it wasn't you know your first, if it was your first time, you might not pick up on Cersei and them did not want this to happen. That was Joffrey being fucking crazy. Yeah, we were all set to leave. The wagons bought and a and a and loaded, and a man comes over with a boy for me, a purse of coin, and a message. Never mind who from. Lord Edard's to take the black. He tells me, wait, he'll be going with you. And he asks, why do you think I was there in the first place? And Like Bran? Why do you think I came all this way? <laughs> all right. And then he says, only something went queer. And Arya says, Joffrey. Yeah. And, and she some... goes on. She goes on. Yeah. But, like, just that is the interesting. Like, so who, uh, who brought Gendry with the coin? Who brought him with the yeah, coin? Yeah, because he said that he came with the boy for him, a purse of coin, and a message Sending Ned to the wall. Oh, well, so, I would like, imagine it was probably something to do with Littlefinger. Littlefinger. Well, my Littlefinger. Well, because he might be the one sending the message for Ned, but that he sent the message, you know, and then what's uh, the armor smiths there? Um, not. Isn't not. it not? Something not? I N-O-T-T? I don't think so. Oh. But whatever his name is that Gendry was working for might have sent him along with the coin. But, that's, I like, that's just, I don't know, it. Seems odd to me. I mean, I guess, yeah, it would probably be the blacksmith, but why would he be delivering the message that Lord Eddard's taking the black? Well, because that's what Cersei and Littlefinger, that's what their plan was, was for him to go up to take the black. Yeah, but why would they be sending the blacksmith to deliver the message to the guy from the Night's Well, Watch? I just figured it was a courier that was bringing the message and happened to have the... The boy with him? Why would a courier have the boy as well? Is what I'm Why would a courier sent from the queen... Have a message for Yorin saying Ned starts taking the black, and also have Gendry, Robert Baratheon's bastard, getting him out of the city. 
That doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm reading this now. Yeah, like... <laughs> I was set to leave. Wagon's bought and loaded. And a man comes with a boy for me and a purse of coin and a message. Never Toho mind. Ma, Toho is, Ma is the yeah. blacksmith. Huh. So who is Is this Varys? Probably then. Is it? I can only think Varys. Well, because Littlefinger knows about the... Because didn't Littlefinger take him to the, the weaponsmith? You, Littlefinger pointed it out, but Littlefinger's not going to lift a fucking finger to get... He already knows about Maya and the Eerie, so if he needs a bastard, he's got one. Maya Stone. True. But... So who is Gendry to him? It's got to be Varys on and Varys's goodwill for the realm and shit. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Like, that's the only thing I can come up that with. He's is that he's aware of Because, like, he says, never mind from who or who from. Right. So, right. like, you know, the spider is, you know, a pretty frowned upon name type thing. So, uh, otherwise, I just, I don't see why they would have the boy and the message from the queen. Because the only other thing I could think of is the theories that that Cersei's child that she... Had that Gendry is her and child. Gendry's actually her child. That and whisking could him be away. Interesting. And so because maybe, maybe Joffrey's expressed interest at killing the bastards but, right, at this right. point. And so she knows that's that the really one interesting. If it is, is from Cersei herself, if it's Cersei, then maybe that would be the motivation behind. That's it. actually really interesting. Actually, I like that. Cool. Yeah. So Arya, uh, in saying when Yorin says only something went queer, and she says Joffrey, she says someone should kill him. Yorin tells her someone will, but it won't be me. Nor you neither. And he tosses her back her stick sword, and he tells her, you'll choose some sour leaf when we get back to the cart, and it'll help with the sting. And it did help, yep. though it tasted foul, and it made her spit look like blood, which, if you remember, Marsha Heddle. Yeah, she was the innkeeper the, at the crossroads. That used to frighten Catelyn with the sour leaf that yep. turned her and smile Tywin all bloody. And hanged her out front. Yeah. Look at us remembering folk. Uh, I know. Since we couldn't remember Tobo Ma. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> damn it. She but couldn't ride a donkey for yeah, a few days because raw. it was way too raw. But Hot Pie, <laughs> he had to be moved to a wagon where they had to shift around supplies. And he whimpered at every yeah, bump. Yeah, because he couldn't even fucking stand up. Lamy stayed far away from her. And the bull joked that every time you look at him, he twitches. And <laughs> he thought it was funny, but she didn't answer because it just seemed safer at this yeah, point. To not talk to anybody. Yeah, exactly. Trust no bitch. And so that night, she stared up at the comet, splendid and scary all at once. The bull had named it the Red Sword, as it looked like a sword hot from the forge. When Arya squinted, she could see a sword, but the sword she saw was ice. Red with her father's blood. Yorin made her look away, yet the comet must be what it looked like. Damn. Yeah. Now, um, my thoughts on this are, I think it's Martin showing that the comet has no stock, because each of them have two completely different interpretations. We also know Bran has a different one from Lewin. We also know Danny has her own. And so, not necessarily that there's no stock, but that, like, we... Don't well, really I like know that. what it's, it it's is. Kinda, Everyone has their own. It's prefaced with when Arya squinted. So, like, you have to want to see it right. to see it. And that's the whole fucking point of the comet is people are reading into it what they want to read exactly. into it. It's my sign. It's this sign. It heralds this. Whether it, it has any this. meaning whatsoever. It probably fucking doesn't. Yeah. It, it's literally a red herring for these characters. Exactly. Like, follow this fucking sign that really isn't a sign. It's just a fucking astrological phenomenon that occurs in Planetos, wherever the fuck we Maybe. are. Maybe. So that night, she dreamed of home, 
and thinks that Yorin had promised to take her there on his way up to the to the wall, and she yearned to see Mother and Rob and Bran and Rickon, but it is John she thinks of most. And she had kind of hoped that she could go to the wall first and see him before heading home. So he could muss up her hair and call her little sister. She would have liked that. She would have liked that better than anything. Oh, Arya. She's just staring up at a sword that she thinks is... Represent, yeah. like dripping with her father's blood and cause... the only thing she could think of is her brother which is that right there I think just shows that John is where her home is wherever yeah, yeah. John is yeah. it doesn't matter if it's Winterfell or the wall or which the next time they meet will likely be Winterfell but yeah it's yeah John's her comfort and god damn it it's just so damn cute Arya so that's Arya. the end of chapter one yeah that's the end of Arya's first chapter in A Clash of Kings and what a good one it is such a good one good so setup one yeah we got to meet some new characters uh, we got to get even though it's because again we full spoiler know that Gendry is Gendry but it's neat to have the him ball. In, introduced as this new character yeah. to the reader and, and he's so far we're positioned to like him as he's yeah. been in defense of Arya each time and he kind of laughs at her handiwork of like yeah they ain't fucking with you now and so, yeah, yeah, I like that the bull is set up to be this cool person that we're supposed to like through Arya's point of view. And then, oh, ha-ha, it's Gendry, Gendry this person who Ned yeah. liked as well. Right, like, right. We double like him now. Yay. And it's Gendry. Who it's, the fuck doesn't it's all, like It's kind of reflected in I like the scene in the show. Um, it's got to be probably season seven, is it, when Gendry meets John? Yeah. And it's that moment in the cave when Davos is like, now I told him yeah. you're this other guy, and he walks up. He's like, "Hi, I'm Gendry Baratheon. I'm Robert Baratheon's bastard son." And John's like, "Oh, our dads are friends. Why shouldn't we be?" And yeah, so I just I like Gendry. And then yeah, we also got Lamy and Hot Pie, the two little yeah, shits. Yeah, so fuck Lamy, Hot Pie. He he redeems himself a bit. Biter, Rorge, and Jacques Nagar. But well, uh, like yeah, Jacques Nagar just through his absence really so and now here comes my next question does he get in there at some point throughout this and that wasn't jack and agar at first well like i don't i don't know why the fuck wasn't there any description of him in the first place True. she mentions that there's three and then there's no description and so i i don't know because we don't know what the third looks like yeah. like what he's doing is he covered by a hood like is that why he's got no description i don't fucking know he could be sitting there buck ass naked for all i know i don't know so I don't know. I feel like that would have gotten a description. <laughs> For some reason, one of them was completely naked. Anyway, you got an inductee. I, I didn't, and now I'm on the fly, and I'm giving it to Gendry, because I like Gendry, and yay, Gendry. Because um, he gave her a shout-out. She was about to get hit in the head with a rock, and while she was handling business, obviously, you know, she might have taken a rock to the head if he didn't call out to her to watch out. And he's just a likable guy so far. So, Gendry. Word. Yeah. I mean, the bull. The bull. Yeah. The bull. So you got one? Yeah, mine's going to Yorn, just because he's, <laughs> like, he's just, you know, it, it reminds me of, like, an uncle on the road with, like, you know, like, you don't want to discipline him too far, but you got to keep him in line, especially amongst this group. And so, like, I think Yorn's just doing his best, man. He He's just trying to help this little girl get home, but it is among, amidst rapers and thieves and poachers and scary people and so he's got to make it seem like he's disciplined in there and i like i, I appreciate where yorin's at because yeah. it's a rough spot to i'm be a big in. fan of yorin so before we get to our write-ins inductees for this chapter we also had one from last chapter that is been sent in hell at this yeah point. and so this one comes from twitter this is curran 
And for the prologue, I could go with our introduction to Stannis the Manus Baratheon, or the Meister for doing what needed to be done. But the heart wants what it wants, and mine wants Davos Seaworth for being one of my favorite characters and for knowing what is right and what needs to be done by all honoring his king. I can't agree. I think that's who mine was. I think you, I Julian. Julian, yes. Davos is one of my all-time favorite like characters in the yeah, entire series, so I can't agree great. more. And you can't not like can't Davos. Can't agree more. Um, but from there, I'll just jump into Karen also gave us a, an inductee for Arya 1 of Clash of Kings. Yeah. And she's giving it to Yorin for taking on Arya and all her drama and helping her even when she doesn't want to help herself. Hell so yeah. So she agrees with you on this one. Yeah. So thank you so much for getting that in. Keep sending them in. We will keep reading them Hell out. Yeah. We love hearing from you. We also got an inductee from across the pond in France. Julian! How's the weather over there, bud? From Julian. And Julian says, Arya, short chapter, good chapter. Love how Arya made a fool out of those bullies. Great shit. And my inductee would be Yorin. Hey! Hey, look at all Fucking hat trick. Because he knows better than she, and that she should be discreet about it. Boy, repeated a thousand times, makes me smile every time. Plus, I imagine the sour breath smell and the rotten teeth of the guy. Yikes. Gotta listen to the pieces of advice so he doesn't speak so close to your nose again anytime soon. Yeah, Yorin. Yorin's a cool character. Awesome. Like, he's that... He's that, like, shabby Aragorn. Like, yeah, the yeah. cool ranger out on the road, but, like... He's, like, gonna go smoke a bowl with you of the, of the good... Of the good... Gr- the pipe the weed. The pipe weed. The good pipe yeah. weed. Get over here, boy. Go smoke here, boy. some pipe weed with me. Give me that so, sour leaf. Karen, pack Julian, thank you guys so much for writing yeah, in thank to you us. Guys. We appreciate it. Um, we didn't include a middle thing, so we'll do our socials Yeah, now. this was a shorter episode. Yeah, so... For writing in inductees yourselves, you can do it like Karen did and hit us up on Twitter. At Carstark92 is where you can find Zach. That's C-A-R-R Stark92. Bam. You can hit me up on Twitter at Manners Without. Zach's on Instagram at Manners Without. We have a Facebook, facebook.com slash Brotherhood Podcast. Or you can be like Julian and hit us at our email, which is withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. I think that's the first time I've actually done like a... Oh, the something. email. Since like... Like early episode, like chapters, six, like yeah. fuck of the whole series. You do the socials just so yeah, good. I guess so. So we also have a Patreon, which we have a Patreon subscriber, Teresa, Teresa. over there. We are getting our Barris and Selmy episode recorded, um, edited and uploaded here soon days actually yeah. by the time this is out yeah it should be out. barristan should already be out on it's, it's patreon you know? so if you'd like to help support us a little bit jump on patreon yeah that'd be spend sweet. a couple dollars you get some bonus episodes we're reading the sample chapters of winds of winter currently we have ari uh, mercy full spoiler we have aria mercy <laughs> uh we have who else do we have up there victarion victarion theon is up and there. barristan selmy is coming up now next. so we are always going to be putting up content. We're tossing around some new ideas as well, so that way we can get you guys all the extra, extra. Actually, we just awesome. like talking at this fucking microphone. So, Basically, like, you know, we're we're glad people love listening, and please don't stop because we thrive on your writings. But you know, I think we'd just be talking to the ether even if no one listened to us. Probably. So. But if you have something you'd like to hear us discuss, because we have many, many interests besides just Game of Thrones, even though Game of Thrones is a huge one. Let us know, because, yeah, we really enjoy podcasting. It's such a fun thing to do, and so we want to do other things where we can be a little more freeform. So hit us up with ideas or, you know, 
don't and just wait and see what we come up with, which will probably hopefully be something cool. Yeah. But anyway, you can catch us on the next one. It's going to be Sansa's first chapter of A Clash of Kings, and we're going to get some of Joffrey's name day. Yeah, it's pretty awful. So join us for that one, and we'll catch you on the flip-flop warehouse. Bella de Harris. Peace. Peace.